Hey there, true listeners. This is Kyle from the Longbox Cast, and you're listening to another great Four Ride Radio podcast. For more great shows, check out fourrideradio.com. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook page at facebook.com slash longboxcast. A swing and a belt. Left field. Way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. Celebration starts. The New Jersey Devils for the third time in their history have won the Stanley Cup. The Devils three. The Ducks nothing. Devils Stanley Cup champions. Right through. A pick block by Steve Gleason. It is scooped and scored by Curtis DeLoach. Hi, welcome to Ballpark Bros, the show about sports. That's right. That is Tom. I am Mike, and with us in studio is our producer Eric. Hey yo. To give the random non-sports related uh, comment. To look up pictures of things show. on the internet. Yes. Oh yeah. That Michael will then become distracted by. That's how it works. Although not so much when it's just the two of us. When there's a third host, that's when I get more distracted because there's more time when I'm not talking. So. I tend to... I mean, I, yeah, but... So, uh, we're back after our long hiatus. Uh, we had some scheduling conflicts last Monday uh, that prevented us from having a show. And this past Monday, I was fluish. Well, you could just call it another scheduling conflict. That's true. You, um, you could not schedule time outside my, the bathroom. Yes, yes. My innards would not let me uh, schedule this show. So, uh, yeah, it's quite quite a different scheduling conflict, but scheduling conflict nonetheless. Um, do have a big announcement. Um, we are going to be having some guests on the show, and I don't think we're going to do it in what? here because if we put any more people in here, um, we're going to be screwed. See, we should have done this in the winter when it was cold, and we could have used the body. Right, exactly. Now that it's springtime, it seems like a waste. But uh, oh, we're going to be doing a special roundtable uh, with some of our friends who are also as into sports as us. I'm um, still working on getting that uh, that table. Yes, I Tom. can only find octagonal ones or rhombus-shaped ones. Are you looking with your eyes or your heart? Yes. If you're not looking with your heart, you will never find it. Well, as the old song goes, you got to have faith of the heart. Yes. Um, so we're going to have Mason back for that. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Jacob, Jacob, will be here. Uh, a couple other people we're talking to right now, and we're going to address such topics, topics such as, sorry, uh, should Pete Rose be allowed in the Baseball Hall of Fame? Uh, should college players be paid? Should the AL abolish the DH, or should the NL adopt it, or should it just stay the way it is? We will allow that for, as an option as well. Um, and uh, you know, a couple other maybe maybe steroids in baseball, uh, whether or not uh, they saved baseball in 1995. Um, 
Was it 95 that they would have saved it, or was it 99? Well, yes, it, it had waned. <laughs> it, it had waned from 94 to 98, and steroids saved it in 98. Um, but, uh, you know, just some of the bigger topics that we don't always get into that we would like to have a couple more uh, a couple more points of view on. Uh, you know, there's there's going to be... There's going to be people that should say yes to Pete Rose, people that will say no to Pete Rose, and there will be different reasons for each. Like, your reason for having him in might not be the same as mine. So. That he was really good at baseball? I mean. <laughs> well, I mean, like, we could we could view it as, yeah, what he did was terribly wrong, or we could view it as, eh, whatever. Everybody bets. You know. Yeah, that's that's true. So. Uh, we're looking forward to that. We're still trying to nail down a date for that, um, but look for that in the spring. And uh, we should be doing another After Dark show coming up pretty soon. Soon. I, You know, I'm thinking, well, let's see, what's the next big thing? The draft. The draft? Yes. We want to do a draft one, or do uh, we want to do, do, do a tournament championship one? We could do that because the tourney ends on my birthday. Ooh. <laughs> So yeah, you guys could all come over and we could uh, get all liquored up and rant about sports for a while. I'll got, be, I mean, I'll be drunk well before you guys get there. I gotta tell you, I'm I I haven't paid any attention to to the tournament this year. That's unfortunate because um, first up, we were talking about the NCAA tournament. I I it's can right here. Yeah, I see that. Uh, <laughs> I I can sort of uh, swim through the the right. murky waters. Well, uh, yeah, there's been a lot of action since we were last on air. Um, and yeah, I'm sure you all have gotten all that information from other places. We're not going to bog you down by going over every single game from the round of 64 and round of 32. Um, what we will do is uh, the, the the two best games out of the first two rounds. Uh, you had the round one Michigan-Oklahoma State game. Uh, Michigan won that 92-91 to on the back of Derek Watson Jr. Scored 26 points, added 11 assists. Michigan had a school record sixteen three pointers. That's 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 pretty impressive. And um, I think I read a stat where they only made four shots inside the arc in the second half. That's not as impressive. <laughs> um, How'd they win that game? That's on the on the backs of those three pointers and uh, a lot of foul shots. But uh, yeah, it, it was it was probably my favorite game of the tournament. Um, I did pick OK State in my bracket. So I've been kind of screwed by Michigan continuing to win. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, it, it was one of my favorite games. And even, even though I lost it on my bracket, I was still highly entertained and loved every second of it. Um, the other one, round two, Wisconsin knocking off Villanova, 65-62. Uh, to 62. Nigel Hayes scored 19 points and had the go-ahead layup with 11.4 seconds left in the game. Uh, yeah. You kind of had a feeling going into it, Wisconsin was going to do it. It's it's so strange though to see Villanova not doing so well in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. After you know winning it all last year and everything, um, it just Wisconsin. I mean, they've been to the Elite Eight. I want to say each of the last three years, at, at least the Elite Eight. Um, so it's it's not it's it's not a huge surprise that they were able to do this. And the Big Ten has been pretty strong this year. Um, yeah, you know you still you still got Michigan, Purdue, and Wisconsin alive. I mean, there are there are uh, a few surprises uh, in in this year's bracket. You know, uh, Xavier still being uh, part of it. Yeah, 
from you know from the 11 seed. Um, the fact that we still we only have two number one seeds left. Yeah, and uh, well, Duke is gone. Yeah, that also kind of screwed me on one of my brackets, but I still have my uh, champion, so might be all right. Um, we do have uh, action tonight. Who's on tonight? Uh, it is Michigan, uh, number seven Michigan, number three Oregon. Uh, that's at, I believe, seven. At 7.30, we've got number four West Virginia, number three Gonzaga. And I want to say it's 8.30 and 9.30. We've got number four Purdue at number, uh, number one Kansas, and then number 11 Xavier taking on number two Arizona, and that's tonight. And you, you can watch these games on the ESPN and the CBS and on all the their CBS, apps. not the e, not, not the, the ESPN. ESPN, not the ESPN. You no, it's CBS, TV, CBS, TNT, TBS. The like the Turner family and okay. CBS uh, um, handles all the Turney stuff. So and presumably on their uh, streaming internet websites as well. Yes, I would think so. <laughs> uh, I've not I've not been forced to watch a game on the mobile yet. I've been off for everything I wanted to watch. Ah. So. I've not uh, had to do that. Uh, tomorrow, we have number four, Butler, number one, UNC. Number seven, South Carolina, who knocked off Duke, uh, taking on number three, Baylor. You have number three, UCLA, and number two, Kentucky. I think that is going to be the best game of the tournament, hands down. Yeah, it's easy to see. As long um, as as long as long Lonzo Ball's dad is nowhere near the arena. <laughs> He may go out there and just start oh. challenging people to fights and one-on-ones and everything. I wanted to talk about him on the show today, but I just can't. Yeah, no. He's a he's a lunatic, and I don't want to give him any more press than he's already getting. Uh, and after, you know, talking about LeBron James's kids, I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this guy. So, uh, And then the last game tomorrow, we have number eight, Wisconsin, and number four, Florida, which I think will also be a very good game. Um, I thought we could go ahead and do some picks of those games. Okay. Uh, so uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, start that off? Oregon, West Virginia, Kansas, Xavier for the big upset. Oh, all right, I'll, I'll get mine for tonight. I am um, taking Michigan, Gonzaga, Kansas, and I'm going to take Arizona. So who do you got tomorrow? Tomorrow, uh, UNC. Uh, ooh. hmm. I'm gonna say South Carolina just based on how they got, yeah, to where they are. Um, uh, coin flip and <laughs> Wisconsin. Come on, man, you gotta pick one. Give me a coin. <laughs> you should see the Hold face on, let me he's download making. a coin flip app onto my phone right no. now because I don't have a coin yeah, Michael, down stall. in the studio no. right now. I stall. think what you should do is you should go back to doing that. And Eric should just video your face and put it on our Facebook feed right now because that was one hell of a face. Oh, hey, made. I just Googled coin flip. So Tails. Tails it is. Tails. But what does Tails well, mean? He didn't decide yet. All right, I'm going to flip it again. Hang on. Decide and then I'll Hang click on. flip it again. UCLA heads Kentucky Tails. Did All right, it f- flip it. Here we go. Google's flipping the coin. It is Tails. Kentucky. All right. Well, I'm taking UNC, South Carolina, UCLA, and Wisconsin. What can the Google not do? I know, right? I mean, right? seriously, I just Googled coin flip, and there's literally an app on the Google that flips a coin for you. That's just... I'll tell you what they can't do. They can't travel back in time to uh, save John Connor. They can't. You That's don't right. know that. 
And don't challenge them to. That's how we get Skynet. Do you want Skynet? That's, yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Pretty soon, Terminator's going to be busting down your door. It'll Do you be... want to be a battery? Because that's how you end up being a battery. Oh, wait, different movie. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> Although, why don't they just merge the franchises? That would be all right. I mean, they're already rebooting one, and they've rebooted the other 18 times. So They've already destroyed bo- both with uh, horrible sequels, so <laughs> <Yes>. why not? <laughs> yes, why not? Uh, Sometimes a movie doesn't need a sequel. That's true. Although Terminator 2 is better than Terminator 1. It is. That's correct. I w- <laughs> but the sequels to that sequel were unnecessary. Yes. The Matrix didn't need a sequel. I was fine with the ending at 1. Yeah. So, all right. Moving on. We have missed a lot in the world of the NFL. A lot. Yep. Um, we didn't have a show on the opening of uh, opening week of free agency. We didn't have one on Monday, which would have recapped most of what happened. Um, so we're just going to run down some of the bigger moves and uh, you know tell you what we think if they made a mistake if it's going to pay off. Uh, number one, the Bears released Jay Cutler. Best move anyone's ever made. And replace him with Mike Glennon. It can work. I think it can too. Uh, Glennon is 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 tall, so he he has that sort of going for and against him. I think a, a tall quarterback does have uh, problems in the NFL because yeah. a lot of wide receivers nowadays aren't tall. Yeah. Um, well, you you look at how they did with Hoyer and Barkley. Last year, who uh, both, by the way, signed with the 49ers. Um, really? Yes. Huh. Yeah. Um, I thought they wanted to improve. Uh, Bryant, Bryant, well, they did. I mean, you go from Kaepernick to those two, that's a vast improvement. Um, the, yeah, which, you know, Kaepernick opted out and was replaced by those two. Um, so, yeah, the Bears bring in Mike Glennon. I think it can work. I think he is a better quarterback than Brian Hoyer. Yeah. Uh, now, does this make the Bears, you know, Contenders in that division? No. No. It, they still have to get past the Lions to get to the Packers. And they have to get past the Vikings, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, the Vikings I'm trying to reserve. improved, I, th- I feel like. Well, I mean, they lost Adrian Peterson and replaced him with Latavius Murray. Um, I mean, they got younger. I don't want to say they got better. Um, well, given... Adrian Peterson's injury history, and well, Latavius Murray has an injury history too. Yeah, but his injuries don't keep him out for entire seasons. Uh, true. Um, speaking of the Vikings, they did sign Riley Reef away from the Lions, uh, who then turned around and signed T.J. Lang away from the Packers, um, who then turned around and signed Martellus Bennett away from the Patriots, who then. Haven't really done anything. <laughs> no, that's not. I mean, they acquired Dwayne Allen and Brandon Cooks in trades. The only big uh, free agent signing they have is Stephon Gilmore, which best cornerback available. Um, but uh, the uh, Bills signed Micah Hyde away from Green Bay. Uh, the Packers, as we said, they signed Martellus Bennett. They also signed Lance Kendricks, immediately upgrading their tight end situation over last year. Jared Cook was great when he was on the field. He just wasn't on the field. Yeah. Uh, and Richard Rodgers, he's a solid tight end, but both of these guys are better. Um, Green Bay did also re-sign Nick Perry, uh, which is a big thing for them after losing Julius Peppers to the Panthers. Yeah. 
He's um, going to finish his career where it began. Yes, which I really like that. Um, I know the fans still love him there. Yeah. Uh, he got booed in Chicago when I was at that game because Bears fans are not over the fact that he left. Bears fans don't uh, ever get over the fact that anything yeah. happens. Uh, but Panthers fans always loved him. He always got cheered whenever he went back with Chicago or Green Bay. Um, so it uh, nice to see him go back and end it there. He is obviously on the downswing of his career, though he did have seven and a half sacks last year. Yeah, he's, he's one of those players uh, that – can still make a difference at that age. There's, you know, him, James Harrison, players like that who uh, just have long careers. Yeah. Uh, Harrison, who re-signed with the Steelers, uh, two guys younger than uh, Peppers and Harrison that called it quits, uh, DeMarcus Ware of the Broncos and Chad Greenway of the Vikings both hung it up. Yep. Uh, each one had offers. And I, Well, I feel like uh, DeMarcus Ware had been – contemplating it all year yeah oh yeah after the injury yeah although um he had a lucrative offer uh from the Rams. so if maybe a team has a couple injuries needs a pass rusher down the stretch super bowl favorite yeah maybe he winds up in new england maybe he winds up in green bay maybe he winds up in seattle yeah um if the money is there yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's not just about the championship. Well, at that well he point. got if one he's last got, year. Yeah. You know, if he's if he's already got offers on the table for for next year, and he's choosing to retire, it'd have to be a, a good amount of money. Right. But it also could be he doesn't want to go through training camp, and he does You know. Yeah. That a lot of veterans don't want to do that. Um, and uh, speaking of guys who may unretire, talks that Marshawn Lynch may. Uh, Pull those cleats down off the hook and uh, lace them back up. You 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 got to believe that he he will. He had too much left in the tank. Yeah, uh, it's reported that he'll go to the Raiders. Uh, the only problem with that is the Seahawks still hold his rights. So if he unretires, yeah. he's a Seahawk. Uh, the Seahawks though still have but, Thomas Rawls and just signed Eddie Lacy. Yeah. So. Um, Look for them to uh, play to Lacey's strengths. Yeah. Uh, interesting tidbit about the uh, Lacey cont- contract. So, Pete Carroll, upon signing Eddie Lacey, and, you know, everybody knows there have been the weight issues. We talked about it on the show. You know, I wanted the Packers to just lean into it. Yeah. Uh, especially after Montgomery had, mer- had emerged. Right. It, it kind of made some sense. Yeah. Next year, kind of. Yeah, have a one-two. Right. So, the... Uh, after the contract was signed, Pete Carroll, you know, answering a question about Eddie Lacy's weight, said, I don't care what size Eddie is. Come to find out, in the contract, there are incentives for hitting certain weight bonuses, as in losing weight. So, yeah, Pete Carroll does care how big Eddie Lacy is. Yeah, he wants him bigger so he doesn't have to pay him. Yeah, right? Yeah, right? That's, that's, that's why he doesn't care. <laughs> that's exactly. But, yeah, no, I mean, he... Uh, they obviously care. They obviously want him playing, you well, know, the, around two thirty, two forty. They want him able to move. They they don't want him lumbering out of the backfield right. like he was at points last year when he was even healthy. There was a rumor that one of his, he visited with uh, Green Bay, Minnesota, and Seattle, and uh, there was rumors that at one of the visits he weighed in at two hundred and sixty five pounds. That's that's too big for a running back in. 
in this NFL. Yeah. Um, if he was uh, 20 years ago, he might have been okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, he could he could have been another bus. But that's that's about the size of of a defensive lineman nowadays. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of weight coming at, at you out of the backfield. Um, you know, I like I said, I I think they could have leaned into it. Maybe not that big. Maybe two fifty. Yeah, you two, know. Uh, well, um, but two fifty. It's a, if it's if it's not all Twinkies. Right. Well. Right. Um, you know, at, as a Packers fan, I'm fine moving on from Lacey. I'm a little bit disappointed because, as I said, I wanted the one-two punch. If they'd, uh, you well, know, and I think it, it. I think. What it really comes down to is Packers fans should be disappointed that uh, it seems like they made the wrong pick in that crop of running backs. You know. I mean, there weren't a whole lot of right ones, but. Right. I mean, it was, it was between him and Le'Veon Bell. And here's the thing. If Lacey could have kept his weight under check, or in check, it, it it probably wouldn't be as as big of a difference as it is today. No. Because um, that weight led to the ankle issues that he had, which led to the injury that kept him out most of last year. Yeah. So it's it, it's a risk playing that big. Um, and, you know, coming out of college, there it didn't really look like there was a wrong choice. No. They they were all pretty great. From yeah. that, uh, there was uh, Bell, Lacey, and... Uh, Oh God! I'm blanking. I cannot tell you. Ball. Yes, Monty Ball. Yeah. And he, <laughs> Monty, and he completely uh, fell apart. Um, he's actually. I don't want to say it if I'm wrong. Is he the one who got in trouble for a domestic thing from that running back crap? I could be wrong. I'm not disregard I everything I, I just said. I I don't um, recall any of that. I don't want to I don't want to drag anyone's name through the mud who, you know, who who didn't do anything. So, um, if you did do something, drag it. Right, yeah. Uh, so back into the moves. Uh the Eagles signed Torrey Smith and Alshon Jeffrey to go with Jordan Matthews. Um, so, see, now we're going to see what can really happen in 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 that offense. Right. And what what Carson Wentz is really capable of. Yeah. Um, Did they do anything to upgrade their offensive line? No, not that I've seen. So they're probably going to address that in in the draft. Yeah, we, yeah, we still got the draft coming up. Um, it's a it's a thin draft for linemen, though. Uh, after after Lang walked, I started looking at Green Bay's options. It's kind of a thin draft. So, well, they really they just need someone serviceable. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, speaking of offensive linemen, the Chargers signed Russell Okung. Uh, away from the Broncos, uh, and uh, Ryan Clady is still looking for a deal. Got released by the Jets. So is Nick Mangold. The, well, so, both out there looking for a job. I, I, I can see Nick Mangold hanging him up if he I'd, doesn't get an offer. I'd love to see Green Bay put some money, put some money down for him, move him to guard, re- replace Lang that way. Yeah, even even as a stopgap, draft someone young, just as a stopgap. Um, the uh, Falcons. This is one of the biggest signings I thought. Uh, got Don Terry Poe from Kansas City. Uh, huge nose tackle. Yeah, and, big difference maker. Yeah, anyone that was going to sign him is, is instantly about ten times better on the on the defensive line. Right. 
Um, and especially their defensive line. It was it was good, but you did you couldn't ever really tell. Yeah, I uh, they got they got stronger as the year went on. Like not a lot of people yeah. would realize that that yeah they were not great to start, but they did kind of put it together. Um, one of the other uh, one of the other big name defensive linemen assigned the Broncos were able to uh, lock up Damato Opeka, uh, getting him from away from the Bengals. Um, good solid player. Uh, he's you know never really made a flash, but he's there all the time. He's making the move, you know. He's making the plays. Yeah. Um, the uh, Buccaneers signed Deshaun Jackson. That was their big deal to go with Mike Evans, which I think is going to be great for them. Yeah, they uh, well, they've been saying that they want that stretch the field type player. Yep. Well, they definitely got it now. Um, they also signed. Uh, Nick Folk. Now, uh, does, you'll does, remember uh, last year they traded up in the, into the second round to get Robert Agayo from Florida State. Do they think Agayo's got the yips? I don't know, but apparently, so no matter what, they're going to be paying a guy to not play for them next year at the kicking spot. Yeah. Um, Folk got guaranteed money, and Agayo is on a guaranteed rookie contract. He wound up, I want to say it was like 71% of his field goals. After being one of the most accurate kickers in in college, well, here's the problem with that: he only ever made four field goals from over fifty yards in college. Yeah, he was accurate as could be inside forty, but once you start moving further out, it starts dipping. Yeah, well, and that, he was not yeah. ready for it. That's how it always is. Yeah. Um, so, Bucks could be moving on from a guy after one year. I mean, signing Nick Folk is saying we screwed up. He was uh, he was twenty two of thirty one, and his long was forty three. Yeah, so they screwed up. Yeah, um, yeah, not 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 a great uh, not a great move in hindsight. Uh, not a not a great move in foresight either. But uh, they still did it. So uh, the Redskins to replace Sean Jackson picked up Terrell Pryor on a one year deal. Um, up to eight million. Yeah, I look for him to uh, turn this into a huge deal next year. Yeah, playing with Kirk Cousins is going to make him look even better than playing with Josh McCown and RG three and whoever, whoever else. I don't know. And um, if things go poorly enough, he can always hop in there at quarterback. <laughs> that's true. Uh, the Dolphins were able to get Lawrence Timmons away from your Steelers. Uh, I think it's a bigger. I think it's a bigger blow to the Steelers than it is gain for the Dolphins, just because um, the Dolphins are pretty solid. Kiko Alonso still there, and you know the the Steelers are, are pretty certain that that uh, they have a replacement. Yeah, um, and they wouldn't have let him go so easily if they didn't think right. that they did. I get it. Um, the uh, Saints signed Nick Fairley, uh, added Manti Teo from the Chargers. Which is, I think that's a good pickup for them. I do too. Um, Teo was drowning there with the Chargers. Oh, he had the injury problem last year, and he just—I uh, don't know—he's a good player, uh, and he improves this Saints defense. Yeah. Well, almost anyone improves the Saints defense. Uh, that's why they're making so many moves. Uh, the Giants added Brandon Marshall, so he's staying in New York. And, He's staying in New Jersey. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, 
last but not least, the Browns dumped RG3. Yes. Signed Kenny Britt to replace Terrell Pryor. I think yeah. that's a good move. I think he's going to do well. And acquired Brock Osweiler. Um, pennies on the dollar. Yeah. Uh, well, acquired Osweiler and a second-round pick yeah. in exchange for a fourth-round pick. Uh, that just goes to show you how badly the Texans wanted him out. Yeah. They got a starting quarterback and improved their pick for a fourth-round pick. Now, yes, the starting quarterback in question is Brock Osweiler, but they were trotting out RG3 and, you know, a bunch of other who is that at quarterback last year. So The problem with trotting out RG3 is that you were trotting him out for the Browns. Right. Um, I love the move for the Browns. I really do. Yeah. If they flip him or cut him, whatever. If they, if they got to pay him that money, that's fine. They're a young team. They can afford to do that. They're trying to build through the draft, and that's evident from all these draft picks that they're acquiring. I read an article that said in the next three drafts, they have, uh, obviously each team would have like 132nd of the picks to, yeah. s- to, to start. Right. They have like three and a half teams worth of picks over the next three drafts. So what you're saying is that they have three 30 seconds. Um, there's no way to reduce that down any further. Sorry, <laughs> there's not. Um, so yeah, it's uh, they they have like two or three teams worth of of draft picks in the next three drafts. They're going to be a young team. They need to give Hugh Jackson time. They need to give whatever quarterback he picks time. I like that they didn't fire him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of teams would have after a one fifteen season been like, well, you're done, Hugh. I know uh, we said you were the coach of the future, but. One win won't cut it. Luckily, the fan base isn't expecting that much, so... <gasps> exactly. Exa- I could not have said it better myself, Tom. Thank you. Yep. That is some top-notch insight. Oh, you better believe it. Um, no, I, I like you. I like what he's doing there. I think they're going to be a better team this year. I really do. Yeah. Um. Well, and, uh, it can't be much worse. Right. Why am I blanking on the kid's name that they put out there at quarterback? The kid from U.S., Cody Kessler. I think Kessler can be all right this year because he's, he's probably what they're going to start with. Opening yeah. day, he's probably what's what's lining up under quarterback, uh, under I've center. I've seen rumors so, that they might take Mitch Trubisky. Which, that's fine. Oh, I'm sorry, Mitchell Trubisky. Yes, Mitchell. Sorry. You know, I don't mind. I don't mind that, you know. But the, the issue... It's, that the Browns have had from year one is that they draft a quarterback in the first round and immediately start him. Oh, they didn't start couch off the bat. Did um, did they uh, trot Ty Detmer out there for a couple games? Right, but they what they immediately ne- started yeah. Tim. Co- but what they need, what they need to do uh, in this particular instance, just let him sit behind Kessler. If Kessler turns out to light the world on fire. Great. You got two quarterbacks who you can turn into more draft picks. Yeah. Um maybe be okay having another bad season. Right. While your while your quarterback learns the system, learns what it's like to to be in the NFL, whether or not he's, you know, getting snaps or not, um is unimportant at at that stage. 
Yeah. He just needs to learn what it's like to be on an NFL team. Exactly. Yeah. I I, I think that a lot, too. Uh, you know, some of these quarterbacks, they do have the success right off the bat. Carson Wentz started hot, but then he fizzled a little bit. I still think he's going to be a good quarterback. Yeah. On the flip side, Jared Goff did sit nine games and then stunk for the next seven. But a lot of people thought that he wasn't going to be what he was billed. Right. You know? And I think if they had started him right off the bat, he still would have stunk. I agree. I, I do agree with and that. And he's going to stink next year. Oh. No, I, I'm in favor of sitting rookie quarterbacks. I mean, look at two two of the greatest, smartest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Steve Young and Aaron Rodgers. What do they have in common? They sat. And Tom Brady, too. Yes. Tom Brady, too. That is correct. All three of them sometimes, sat. Sometimes I wish Drew Bledsoe had never broken that leg <laughs> yeah so like we've, we've talked about him on the show before uh dave damashek's nfl yeah and uh I, i'm pretty sure he did he did what if what if bledsoe never got hurt it, it was it was uh brian cox that tackled him and punctured his lung yeah right was it his i it, thought yeah, it, was no, his, it was no it was both his, nope I thought it was a lung and a leg no i mean he might have injured his leg he didn't break it because he came back and played in that playoff game Oh yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's amazing. You know, you look at the those guys sat. Ben Roethlisberger was supposed to sit. Yeah, <laughs> and um, he that season was weird. 11, that was a fifteen and one season. Yeah, and that was a that was that defense though. That yeah, you know, yeah. Um, um, it was really strange though because everyone at the time thought Tommy Maddox can actually be a starting quarterback. Right. Um, then he goes down and, and everyone's like, ah, nuts. Yeah, it, um, it turned out to, you know, turned out to be one heck of a season. I still, I, although unfortunately the thing that stands out about that season is the playoff loss of the Patriots. Gee, just like so many seasons. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think Damashek did a if if Bledsoe never got hurt, and I I've, I've often thought of that too. It's like how many more rings would Peyton Manning have? Yeah, you know how many uh, how many more rings would would Roethlisberger have? Would Rivers have Rivers would probably have a ring? Two thousand six. Yeah, you know he'd at least have gone to a Super Bowl. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Um. Yeah, so it, it's fun to think about, you know, parallel universe somewhere. Uh, Drew Bledsoe made it do that season. If you believe in a, if you believe in the theory of infinite universes, then there's no reason you shouldn't. A giraffe, Drew Bledsoe, made it all the way through the season and took his giraffe Patriots to the Super Bowl and won. Yep. Infinite universes. Well, see, and it doesn't matter what you think in this universe because there's some other universe where you do believe in infinite universes. Exactly. You'll never escape it. Whoa. <laughs> Moving on. Baseball. Baseball. So, uh, originally... 12 days. 11 days now. Yeah. Um, originally, we were supposed to... 
finish up the divisions on this week's show. And then next week would be our big MLB preview where we picked all the divisions, picked the wild cards, picked our World Series winners, and maybe took a stab at Cy Young and MVP. Predictions like we did for for the NHL this year. Yeah. Um, Which turned out to be terribly wrong. Oh, way wrong. So wrong. Um, I hope that nobody listened to that show and nobody knows what we picked. I think that was one of our higher rated shows. Dang it. Um, so we, our original plan was to finish up the, the divisions this week and to do the big preview show next week. Uh, so unfortunately with the show being canceled last week, we're going to do the AL central today. Next week, we're going to do the NL central and our big preview show. So, uh, a lot of baseball next week. Okie dokie. To be sure. Uh, still trying to work on getting Mason in the studio. Um, Actually, I gotta. I will talk to him tonight. Um, and so, as I said, we are going to be in the AL Central today. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we do that, why don't we go and talk about the World Baseball Classic? World Baseball Classic is that a thing? It that is. They did. It's run by uh, Major League Baseball since they don't do baseball in the Olympics. Uh, and. Team USA, for the first time in the four years of the event, took home the gold or won the whole thing or a trophy. I don't know what they award. Um, nobody knows. Yeah. And that's actually one of the issues that uh, that the MLB has been having is that nobody here in America pays attention. And it really has not been... Until this year. Yeah. It had the highest ratings and the highest attendance it has ever had. Uh, it's unsurprising. Because we won. So that explains why we'd care. That explains. We don't care when we're not winning. That well, expl- we, but we lost our opening match, and people still came to the stadiums and still watched. And even, even non-USA matches had it's viewership. It's almost like the people of America are desperate for something to be proud of. I think, in this, <laughs> I think we were desperate for baseball. Because like even when America was doing bad, we still, you know. They got, well, they weren't. They only lost by one run, didn't they? Uh, not, they lost two games. One was by one run. The other one, I thought we got beat pretty bad, or uh, it might have been close, but we were embarrassed by what happened. Um, like many things. Uh, so in in the championship, uh, the United States blanked Puerto Rico eight to nothing. Uh, it was the first World Baseball Classic title for the U.S. Um, with. Uh, Japan winning twice in 06 and 09, and the Dominican winning in 2013. This um, is the first time a, a non-baseball country has won the World Baseball Classic. Yes, we're, yeah, we're really not a baseball country anymore. Um, so, uh, Strowman, uh, Marcus Strowman, six innings. Ruled just, the world. Yeah, just gave up a walk in six innings. Uh, he was named the MVP. Um. The uh, well, the, he they pulled him in the seventh after he gave up his first hit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah. He gave he up had, one hit. He and had got a no no into the seventh, and I guess when you're up seven nothing, you you feel comfortable taking out a guy who's got one hit. Right. Actually, at that point, I think they were only up four nothing. I think they added on. 
No, it was it was seven nothing at the top of the. Uh, oh, was se- it? Yeah, in the top of the seventh. Um, I was only paying a light bit of attention to this. Um, Ian Kinsler hit a two-run home run, uh, got just beyond the fence, um, and uh, Christian Yellick and Andrew McCutcheon each put in an RBI single. Um, and after that, it was over. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it was an exciting World Baseball Classic. There were a lot of good games, and it seemed like the fans were, were very into it. Uh, hopefully this shows the Olympic Committee that uh, it's viable to have baseball in the Olympics. Yeah, but... The unfortunate thing is it breaks up the season like it used to do with hockey. and Yeah, and look, maybe it's a good thing. Maybe if they break up the season, they have to put double headers back in. Yes. Or, or fewer games or something. I don't want fewer games. I want scheduled double headers. Right. One ticket, but, two games. Well, that's never going to happen again. I know. Well, it is if you pay. F- I mean, I mean, if you pay the price double of, the price. Yes, the price of a $30 ticket would then be $60, but. But then there's the question of, do you have to buy both games, or right. can you buy one, the early game and, or the late game, or can you only buy the late game Here's after the, the early game ends? Here's the thing. On a Tuesday in mid-July, does it matter? The attendance is going to be what it is regardless. I mean, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. So you're saying uh, weekday doubleheaders. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. Don't do not do them on weekends. It's not going to work for anybody. It's not going to be – obviously, baseball needs to be economical about it. You know, you, you, you're going to want these to happen during the middle of the week, and you're going to want them, you're gonna want them in, three, in three time periods at the beginning of the year. In, uh, in in southern cities. Yes, it's it's uh, far too chilly in places like Detroit or Minnesota, or Pittsburgh, yeah. or Minnesota to be right. out in the middle of the night for baseball right. in April. But you know, if you load up on double headers in the southern cities at the beginning of the year. That's going to decrease the stress on the schedule later because you're not going to have as many makeups. And, yeah, there will still be some rain here and there, but you're you're unlikely to lose both games due to a rainout. Um, and then the other one would be in the middle of the summer. Fans aren't going to want to be in the stands all that long. You're not going to get a lot of ticket sales on a Tuesday anyway. Do it then. And lastly, in September. Yeah, well, um, I don't think so much in September because that's, you know, the races are heating up. Um, Hold on, my watch said it's time to get up and walk. You uh, got this? Yeah. Okay. Um, the, the, the playoff races are going to be heating up. You know, we're going to have people vying for, for their their divisions. And I think a doubleheader reduces that, you know. Um if you load up the the double headers with uh with divisional games, um that's going to be bad for business because that's half as many days that you can 
make people come to these divisional games, which are going to draw more ticket sales. So I think I think it's the opposite. Like, well, like you said, if if you're being charged for both tickets by buying a ticket to the game, uh, Dodgers Giants is going to make a fortune. Oh yeah, but, um, if they if they've got a September doubleheader, September September thirteenth, they've got a doubleheader. You're going to fill that stadium for the day game and the night game. Right. You're going to fill it no but matter when the game is. If you have uh, two games on back-to-back days, you're going to fill it. Yeah. And, but... you, and see, if you have a doubleheader, that's only one day that folks are in your stores buying merchandise. That is true, but one thing I... One thing I have noticed in going to a lot of the games, for the most part, uh, people are just in there walking around. Yes, purchases get made, but everybody shops online now. You want to, well, yeah, you want to get your apparel to wear to the park. You don't want to get your apparel at the park. You can't uh, get peanuts and Cracker Jack online. You still got two games. You're not losing out on those sales, Tom. Peanuts and Cracker Jack. Anywho, we have digressed. It happens. Ale Central. Okay. So, obviously, we had the uh, ale representative in the World Series come out of this division last season uh, in the Indians. Uh, but we are going to start at the bottom with the Minnesota Twins. 59 and 103 last year. Um, Ouch. Paul Molitor, 142, 182 uh, so far in his career. They are largely the same team. Uh, added Matt Belisle, lost Trevor Plouffe. Uh, bringing back Phil Hughes, Brian Dozer, Joel Maurer, Byron Buxton. They're probably not going to be great again. Um, I expect them to finish in fifth place. I just Every other team in this division is better. Every other team in the league is better. Angels. I don't know, man. <laughs> um, so the White Sox, number four, uh, seventy-eight and eighty-four last year under Robin Ventura, who is three seventy-five and four thirty-five in his career. Uh, key With ad- the pitching that they had, yeah. Uh, key additions for them: Derek Holland. Uh, key losses are huge. Everyone, Chris Sale and Adam Eaton. Yeah, huge. Uh, there's, they are returning Jose Quintana, David Robertson, James Shields, and they got Jose Abreu, Tim Anderson, Todd Frazier, Melky Cabrera, and uh, Abisail Garcia coming back in the field, and uh, Garcia at DH. Um, they were the best team in, in the AL in the first month and a half of the year. Yeah. We saw them at kind of their peak last year, and they played they played like the best team in baseball when we saw them. Yep. Um they they lost too much. Yeah. They're they're not gonna be any better. No. Um, they will probably be worse without Chris Sale and Adam Eaton. I, I, I'm gonna go ahead and say they lost five wins from each of those pitchers. Yeah. Uh, so Eaton's that, an outfielder, but I thought they got rid of more pitchers than They did, but uh, they weren't they were pretty inconsequential. Oh. Um so five five losses from Sale and then five losses from the rest of the pitchers. Yeah. 
So, uh, so that that would put them at sixty-eight yeah. wins. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't expect them to be much better. Uh, mm. I, I do expect them to be worse. Um, you know, it, like if if they if they do improve, it's going to be a game or two. But I expect much worse, much worse. Um, Kansas City Royals eighty-one and eighty-one last year. Uh, finished third with Ned Yost as manager. He's one thousand and six and one thousand and fifty-two in his career. Um, career that uh, has time with the Brewers and Royals. Uh, key additions: Jason Hamill, Travis Wood, Jorge Soler, Cubs, 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 um, and Brandon Moss out in the outfield. Uh, key losses for them, obviously, uh, Jordano Ventura, who passed away yeah. during the offseason. Um, and Volquez, uh, Chris Menlin, and Kendi's Morales also uh, also leaving. Uh, Ian Kennedy, Joe Kim Soria, Chris Young, Salvador Perez, Elcides Escobar, Eric Hosmer, Lorenzo Kane, all returning. I think they're going to be about the same, middle of the road. A picture in mediocrity. Yeah, their their window their window is closed. The the they they won the World Series in the last year of their window. Yeah, um, you know, not like not like the Indians who their their window is just opening, or the Cubs whose window you know just opened in 2015. Yeah, um, it, it the 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 Royals' time has passed. And you know, sometimes teams have a smaller window. Um, there, I mean, there's was about three or four years. Yeah, I'm, I'm just talking about um, from a competition standpoint. Sometimes there's a lot better competition yeah. when your window is open. Sometimes not so much. Well, being in a small, I mean, there, Kansas City isn't a small market by any means, but it's not New York, L.A., Chicago. Yeah, you know, each of which have two teams. Not to mention Miami's attractive. It's not a money spending market. Right. Right. Um, yeah, they're they're kind of in the same boat as Pittsburgh. Yeah, they they, they 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 are the definition of a mid market team in baseball. They they have to make do with with what they can afford, yeah. and sometimes that means letting your best players go and hoping that you can fill from from below. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know they may be able to, but just it's it's uh it's an issue of getting people. Uh, one or two years towards the end of their careers, still productive. Yeah. You 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 need the older guys to play above their level. Right. For not as much money. Yeah. There was a movie about it, I think. Yeah. Mooney Ball. Uh Super Monkey Ball. Yeah. Uh Detroit Tigers, eighty six and seventy five. Uh Brad Osmus, he's two fifty and two thirty four in three years with the Tigers. Uh, key additions, zilch. Uh huh. They did not make a single move to get better this year. Uh, that I, you know, that I really felt, you know, was on par with some of these other moves other teams have made. Key losses, they traded Cameron Maben to the Angels. Uh, they got Daniel Norris, Annabelle Sanchez, Justin Verlander returning to pitch. James McCann, Miguel Cabrera, Ian Kinsler, J.D. Martinez, Justin Upton, Victor Martinez. All these guys are coming back to hit for them. I expect them to be better than 86 and 75. Yeah. They didn't um, add a lot, but. My only issue is that their farm system isn't great. 
No. Which we know firsthand. Yes, we, yes, we know uh, down here in Toledo. The mud hens are, uh, I won't say they're hot garbage, but they are probably maybe, maybe tep- warm. tepid garbage. Yeah. Um, I, d- I do expect them to hover right around the, the 85 to 90 win mark this year. Uh, I don't think they're going anywhere. They will be a thorn in Cleveland's side all year long, uh, which brings us to Cleveland. Uh, 94 and 67 last year. First place, advanced through uh, Toronto and or Toronto and Boston, right? Yes. Or Boston and then Toronto. Advanced through Boston and Toronto to get to the World Series where uh, – we all know the unfortunate story. They were up three games to one, and uh, and the wheels fell off. Yeah, um, and they had a heck of a try in Game Seven. Oh yeah. Oh Lord. I mean, they were they were closer to being world champs than any other losing World Series team in history. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, that rain delay, though, man. Yeah. That that proof might have that, been what did it. Proof that God is a Cubs fan. I don't. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, so the Indians managed again by Terry Francona, uh, one thousand three hundred eighty-one and one thousand two hundred nine uh, in a career that has seen him in Philadelphia, Boston, and Cleveland. Um, Does any baseball manager have significantly more wins than losses? No. Or are they not. all hovering around five hundred? Probably all. All hovering <laughs> around five hundred. Um, even even the great ones. Yeah. Uh, key additions for them, Carlos Frias and Edwin Encarnacion. Uh, that's a big deal for them. Yeah. Uh, it helps offset the fact that they lost Mike Napoli and Rajay Davis. Um, returning that pitching staff, you know, just Cody Allen and Andrew Miller out of the, you know, out of the pen, Carlos Carrasco, Corey Kluber, you're getting all these guys back. Um, you got Jan Gomes behind the plate, Jason Kipnis, Francisco Lindor, Michael Brantley, Carlos Santana. Um, yeah, he's gonna be out there wailing away on his guitar. Is it's Rob gonna, Thomas gonna be gonna there? It's gonna be amazing. He is. Oh, yeah, that sounds smooth. It does. Um, so they're they got better. Yeah, they're they're gonna miss they're gonna miss Rajay Davis' speed, but. They still have Elvar Monte, who is pretty good on the base pass, too. Yeah. They, um, they didn't add a lot, but they got way better. Yeah. Just in the couple of players they added. I only went to two Indians games last year, uh, but I saw El Monte swipe four bases. So they've still got some speed on the roster. It's not, you know, Lindor can move. Del Monte. Yes. Enjoy them, old man. They will be your last. <laughs> If anybody gets the reference, let us know. Um, I kind of expect, well, don't kind of. I expect Cleveland to win the AL Central again next year. I uh-huh. kind of expect them to be in the ALCS and would not be shocked that they're the AL representative in the World Series again and would also not be shocked to see them hoisting the trophy when it's all said and done. 100 wins? Yes, 100 wins, okay. Exactly 100. Exactly? Yes. Okay. Exactly 100. Um, so, I don't, I don't know if the Tigers are going to, are going to be in the, in the hunt for the wild card or not. I mean, the West has got three solid teams. The East has got 
has got three or four solid teams. I just I don't know if the Tigers can make that up. They're gonna have to play like division winners. Yeah, I mean you know, looking at the AL and how good some of these top teams are, we could be looking at at two wild cards with ninety two wins apiece. Yeah, kind of like when. Uh, <laughs> 2015 when the Cubs and Pirates both went. Yeah. What the you know the Cubs had 90 and uh, the Pirates had 92 or whatever it was. Yeah. You know so I think we're looking at the same thing this year in the AL. I don't think that's going to be the case in the NL though. Um, no, it seems like there are fewer uh, elite <coughs> teams. There are a lot of very good teams, but yeah, n- not. You know they're not so stacked in in each division that it's, that it's going to be that big an issue. It's like the East is kind of just the Nats. Yeah, you know, um, the Mets could you know could make some noise. The Central is kind of just the Cubs right now. Yeah, you know, yeah, the Cardinals are going to bounce back. They they always bounce back. No, they won't. But the Central is kind of just the Cubs. And the West, yeah, you got the two teams that are above everybody else with Giants and Dodgers. Um, but beyond that, not a lot, you know, a lot to hang your hat on out there either. So yeah, there's a, there's only two or three teams. Nothing, Eric. Nothing. I'm sorry, what? I was just talking up the Dodgers <laughs> and Giants big time, and then I said out in the out in the NL West, there's nothing else to hang your hat on, and I thought you were gonna. I, I'm sorry. You you mentioned you you were saying good things about the Dodgers, and immediately in my head, everything you said after that point just came out as. Here's one of this blind rage. Uh, you're gonna be so surprised by my Diamondbacks this year. Watch, you're gonna be doing entire that's, shows. That's about right. How surprised you are. Surprised that they're 13 wins come come uh, August. Come 13 games into the season. Yeah, I know. They're 13 wins come August. <laughs> Thirteen wins come October. <laughs> oh, dude, that would be it. W- it would be historically bad. <laughs> it, they might have. That would be something. They might the have to fold. The roof. We, I guarantee you. We would be talking entire shows about them. Oh yeah, they might have to fold like that. <laughs> that would be it. <laughs> Their players would never be able to play in the MLB again. Like you'd have talent like Paul Goldschmidt and Zach Greinke just blackballed for being on that team. <laughs> That's <laughs> all I'm hearing right now. It's, it's the weirdest thing. It's funny. Um, like five minutes ago, I hit the stop button on the recorder. <laughs> we know you're lying. You're still turning towards the mic. Damn it. <laughs> I want you guys to be able to hear me with your headsets on. Oh, yeah, sure. Jack wagons. Hey, I didn't say anything bad. That wasn't probably true. But you, you laughed at everything I said. That's because it was funny. We'll see who's laughing later. We'll see. It's going to be We'll you. just see. It's going to be me. Will it? Yeah. <laughs> Who's right? It was him. I said later, not That was later. That was later. It was later from when you said it. There's an understood. We perceive no. time as linear. It was later. Eric, on the cosmic scale, on the cosmic scale, it definitely wasn't later. On the cosmic scale, it was pretty much immediately. No. It could have been before, practically. No. On the cosmic scale, yeah, you may be right. However, in our insignificant lives, 
our Your tiny little dust of speck life in this gigantic. <laughs> yes, I did say that, and I was going to hope no one pointed it out. Because on the cosmic scale, it doesn't matter in which order you use the words. Bingo. In order the use words which you. I Ooh. thought you were going to leave off you. I was <laughs> figured it out. You have. <laughs> Moving on. Oh boy. All right. Uh, basketball. The what now? I know we already talked about it, but we're going to do it again. Now we're going to talk about the people that get paid to do it. That's true. Well, I mean. Basketball, the, right? The, the, basketball. The college players, I mean, they, let's be honest. There's probably some compensation happening. Yeah. That would be against the rules. And, and as we all know, the NCAA is an above-board organization. Uh, so, I, I hope they can't hear me winking. Right. Uh, quick rundown of the standings uh, in the NBA. Uh, not really doing power rankings since we're so close to the end. I mean, we know who's good, we know who's not. If we just go through the playoff rankings, I think we're set. Power rankings. You know them. The, they haven't really changed no. since the beginning of the season. Yeah, I mean, a couple surprises here and there. I mean, the Raptors dropping as far as they have. Uh, everybody thought they were going to be the number two team in the East, uh, but they're they're down to fourth. They're only four and a game, four and a half games back. I am having a lot of issues today, guys. Um, they're only four and a half games back of the Cavs, uh, who are forty six and twenty four. The Celtics forty six and twenty six, only a a game back, two games in the loss column, but only a game back overall. After that, you got the Wizards, then the Raptors, Hawks, Bucks, Pacers, Heat. Um, Bulls and Pistons, both a game and a half back of the Heat. Yep. So the bottom could shake up a little bit. You know, the Bucks and Pacers are within striking distance if one of those teams gets hot. But yeah, I think we're looking at the playoff field from Cavs to Heat. I I wouldn't be surprised, and it'll be it'll be the Cavs playing the Heat in in the first round. And there will be storylines. Oh, yeah. And It'll be fun. Those tickets probably ought to be uh, pretty pricey down there in Miami. Yeah. Hey, maybe the fans will actually show up for a game. <laughs> I. So, anyway. Uh, over in the West, uh, we'll start at the bottom. Everybody knows what the top looks like right now. Uh, you got the Nuggets sitting in 8th, 34-37. and 37. Uh, Blazers are a game and a half back, and the Mavs are two games back of them. Um, again, one of those teams gets hot. Maybe they take the Nuggets spot, but I think the Nuggets are safe. Uh, going up the list, the Grizzlies have slipped all the way down to seventh. You know, they were as high as four not that long ago. And they've still got 40 wins, though. And it's, you know, that's obviously it's a testament to how good the top of the West is. Right. Yeah, I mean, you only got four teams in the East with 40 wins. And over yeah, over in the West you got seven. So um they're only a game back of the Thunder for the sixth seed. Uh the Clippers are at five, only a game back of the Jazz for four. And you got the Rockets. The Rockets are locked into that into that third spot. Yeah, they're not there's you no know, room to move up or down. They're five they're five and a half back of uh San Antonio and four and a half up on on uh Utah. So I think they're they're locked. Uh, I think San Antonio is locked into the two. They're two and a half games back of the Warriors. Yeah, the Warriors don't have KD, but they're starting to put it together. And the Spurs had their injury issues of their own. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, they lost Kawhi Leonard and, Mar- and LaMarcus Aldridge for a couple games um, and lost a couple there. So I think they're locked in. I think the Warriors are going to be your number one seed. Um, that being said, I don't think that means that the Warriors are the best team in the West. And I don't think it means that they're going to represent the Western Conference in the finals. Um, I'm taking the Rockets. I think the Rockets have what it takes. I think they have the style of play to be able to take down the Warriors, even with KD. And come playoff time, I think the Spurs have what it takes, too. I'm not saying that they will, but a series between those two teams is going to be one for the ages. Well, we've been wanting it. Yeah. We've been wanting that series forever. Yeah. Uh, it... Uh, I'm so looking forward to, to playoff basketball. It is my favorite. It it really is. Um, so just a, a look ahead for the week. Um, tonight we have the Grizzlies and Spurs in what could be a first-round matchup uh, preview. Um, Toronto and Miami. Miami looking to solidify themselves. Toronto trying to stop sliding. Uh, Clippers at Mavericks. Um, you know, the Mavs trying to climb into it. So yeah, look out for that one. Uh, Denver and Indiana tomorrow. You got two teams looking to hang on to where they're at. Um, that should be a pretty good one. You've got uh, the uh, Hawks and Bucks tomorrow as well, and that will be on NBA TV. Uh, both teams in the playoff hunt. Uh, what did I say? Five and six, right? So the Bucks looking yeah. to uh, catch the Hawks there. Um, and on Saturday, you got the Jazz and the Clippers. As I said, Clippers trying to chase down the Jazz. Um, and you have Washington at Cleveland. Should be a very good matchup. The you know uh, three and one seed respectively in the uh, in the East. So, and then Sunday. Um, we got the Thunder at the Rockets. You know, depending on how high they climb or where you know where they stay, potential first round uh, preview. Uh, you got the Bulls at the Bucks. Bulls trying to climb back into it, like we said, and the Grizzlies at the Warriors. So, uh, a lot of good action coming up this weekend. Um, we will. Report on some of those games on Monday. We will have a show on Monday, come hell or high water. Tom, um, Tom will just wear his favorite if there, pants if it's high water. If there's a biblical flood, I don't think we're going to be able to have a show. Yeah, I think we'll be all right. What with, you know, like... Being in the basement? Yeah. Yeah. Eric, let's start training frogs. Take your equipment upstairs. <laughs> I see. Is that's where the frogs won't get? No, but I mean, if biblical things are happening, there's going to be, be raining a, frogs. There could be a flood at some point, so you might want to get your stuff out of the basement where it would flood. I see. Yes, but it's going to be raining flo- frogs, so if we train frogs, then all their frog friends that rain from the sky will know what to do because our, our trained frogs will tell them. Are we training the frogs to jump over sharks? Because it really sounds like that's what you're doing right now. Just look out for biblical happenings. That's all I'm saying. Giant beetles. Fine be- with everything but the locusts. Giant uh, beetles and whatnot. Oh, we have locusts here. <laughs> you're going to love it. They're amazing. 
You know, they make that noise. It's amazing. Those are just cicadas. Those no. Locust. Those are locusts. Cicadas go. He's right. Well, they can all go straight to heck. <laughs> uh, all right. We're going to skate on over to hockey now. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Good one. Todd's going to talk about the NWHL. That's right, the NWHL. The National Women's Hockey League had their championship uh, over the last weekend. It was the Boston Pride against the Buffalo Buttes. What a shock. The answer, though, will shock you. The Buttes won 3-2 to two over the previously 16-1 and one <laughs> yeah. Boston Pride, who actually we haven't had a show since they lost their game. No, yeah, we have. Uh, they were undefeated going into the last game of the regular season against the New York Riveters, and the Riveters managed to uh, jump out to a two nothing lead, um, and eventually ended up winning that game three to two. Um, and so that was a very exciting game. Uh, that set up the uh, the playoffs with the. Buttes going to Newark to face the Riveters and ended up uh, topping them 4-2. to two. Um, And the Pride uh, hosted the Whale and, perhaps unsurprisingly, uh, dismantled them 8-2 to two, um, in just that what was can only be described as very, very obvious. <laughs> yes, that was probably the least surprising outcome uh, of the entire thing, um, but then uh, then we went on to the uh, the finals. Uh, the uh, Buttes were up three nothing uh, into the third period, um, and the the Pride mounted a bit of a comeback. But uh, Bram McLaughlin, in her last uh, professional hockey game ever, uh, was stellar, posting fifty seven saves. Wow. That's that's two games worth for some goalies. Yeah. Um and obviously she was the uh the MVP. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> um if I'm not mistaken, Corinne Bowie had the game winner. Um but the uh the app I use to give me the uh highlights and such is not working because it really hasn't worked all year. Yeah. Um, they need to kind of piggyback on the NHL's app for that. Well, see, that's the the whole problem is that they're not really receiving any sort of help from the NHL. Yeah. This is not a situation like the NBA and the WNBA. Right, yeah. And that that was a great thing for the WNBA at the start, and that is why they're still going strong today. Yeah, they've had, they, you know... There's been fluctuation with you know where teams are yeah, and, but and the they, number, but they've grown. They're what uh, twelve, sixteen teams now. Uh, Some, they may have contracted recently though. Um, but uh, no, I mean like it really helped at first. That's yeah. why that's why people know the names Lisa Leslie and um, Cheryl Miller. You know that's their household names because the NBA pushed the WNBA when yeah. it began. Um, I gotta look around. I want to see if the WNBA schedule is out for the new year. I want to go to go to a few games. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah. So 
some people are saying that this is the one of the biggest upsets in hockey ever. <laughs> right up there with USA Russia. Yeah. <laughs> the the way it stacked up, yeah, I I can I can buy it. That uh, that was huge. Um, um, I I I did watch the game. Yeah. Uh, from all the way from like sort of the middle of the second period to the end, and Buffalo was just doing everything to to get in front of uh, shots and to sort of stifle any. But obviously, cycling. not enough of getting in front of shots if they all <laughs> fifty-seven of them made it to the goaltender. Well, yeah, but this is Boston, though. <laughs> right. This is, this 50, is, uh, 57 saves, 27 block shots. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the shot attempts are somewhere up near 70. Right. Um, but, yeah, that's it, it was a massive game. And if I'm not mistaken, you can go on to uh, YouTube and watch the game. It yeah. should be archived. You, yes, you can. Um, and I suggest that you do it. Yeah. Even though you know the outcome now, uh, actually, it's it's um, it's been proven that knowing the uh, outcome or knowing spoilers does not diminish your enjoyment of a thing at all. I feel like that's not a solid thing for every person because I will say there have been times when I've had the end of a movie spoiled for me, and it did take away from my enjoyment. Studies show that you're wrong. I'm not wrong about my own feelings. Yes, you are. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. Should I be sitting in a shower hugging my knees? <laughs> where did this where did this go? I'm not Goodwill hunting. This really got away from us. I know I'm I I know where That's where it went. I know where it went. I'm saying it really got away from us. <laughs> that wasn't a where did it go, like, where am I? It was a where did it go, like, God, how did I let this happen? Anyway. You have no control over the things I do and say. That's true. Sometimes I'm amazed that you even let me on this show. NHL. NHL. Hockey sports. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So... In the Western Conference. The what, what? The Western Conference, Tom. What's a Western Conference, Tom? God. Uh, the Blackhawks reached 100 points on the season. Good for them. They're 47-20-6 and, and firmly in the driver's seat uh, over the Wild, I, I believe. Um the Wild have a game in hand. They're six points back at 94, uh, but they only have uh, 44 wins, 22 losses, six overtime loss. Um, I expect the Blackhawks to take the West, uh, well, to you know the point total in the West. I don't expect them to come yes. out of the West. Um, and then uh, back from back from there, you got. Uh, Oh my, San Jose. Yeah, San Jose. Sorry, uh, you got San Jose at ninety-one. They they would be the two seed, uh, obviously, the way things work out since division winners. Yeah. Um, after that, you got the Ducks at eighty-nine, the Oilers at eighty-seven, Blues at eighty-three, Flames eighty-six, Preds eighty-three, and I think the playoffs are pretty much set in the West. 
Yeah. Because after that, you got all the way down at 75 points, the Kings. Yep, and uh, it does not look like their adding of goaltenders has helped. No, no. In fact, it may have harmed. Um, yeah, that's. I, I, I think we're set there, um, and I think, like, just looking at it, I think we're kind of set on our matchups, too. I mean, honestly, I don't see a lot of movement happening. Well, there, there won't be any movement in the central, I don't think. So we got a week and a half of hockey left? Uh, two, uh, two weeks, something like that. Like my my birthday is the end of the regular season. Yeah, then we got a couple of weeks. Yeah, so we got like two weeks, a week and a half ish. Yeah. Um. So. Uh. Yeah, I I think we're set there. Over in the east, um, however, things are not quite as set. No. Um, you got the Caps at one hundred two, the Penguins at one hundred one. The Blue Jackets at 100. So who's going to win the President's Trophy? And you, and you know what those teams all have in common? They're in the Metro. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, Let's not forget then, the, the Rangers yeah, at 94. The Rangers at 94. They could have four teams with 100 points. I really hope they don't. I hate the Rangers. I know you do, but come on. That'd be pretty cool. No. Um, so the Canadians would be the two seed with 91 points. Uh, sorry to, uh, <laughs> either, uh, Washington and Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh and Columbus or Columbus and Washington. Right. Um, I do believe, um, all, all three teams have played 72 games. Um, but I do believe that this is how the final standings will play out. I think it'll be Washington, Pittsburgh, Columbus. Yeah. I, I I don't know why. It's my gut feeling. That's what we're going to get, uh, which would set up a dream scenario for David where he'd get to go down and watch the Senators in the playoffs down in Columbus. I don't know that I'd ever go to a playoff game. No? Too much dang. You did. I mean, for, for my team. You did? Hockey. We, hockey. Oh, okay. All right. I get more uh, more anxious at hockey Gotcha. Than I do uh, football. That's amazing because you were so tightly wound at that game. Well, yeah. Well, the score of that game was what had me tightly wound. Um. So, uh, uh so we got to four. We got yeah, Blue Jackets at four, Senators at five, Maple Leafs at six, Rangers all the way down at seven with their ninety-four points, mm-hmm. and the Bruins are in the eighth spot. Um. The Islanders could come in and get that spot from the Bruins. Um, Tampa Bay was making a push, but then they stopped winning games again. Yeah, that'll happen from time to time. Um, if you take a close look, all the way down there at the bottom of the standings. The Devils? The Devils. But hey. The Devil went down to the bottom of the standings. But hey, they're not the Avalanche. <laughs> no, they're not. Um only three points better, Detroit, and only three points better than them, the Sabers. Uh, I was actually at uh, I was at the Panthers Blue Jackets game last week. Yeah, really good game, two one win for the for the Jackets. Uh, got to see Yarmir Yager again, which is nice. He did not do uh, much in the way of scoring. Actually, he didn't do anything in the way of scoring. Um, however, he was just doing those Yager things. 
You know, yeah. you know how he does the long rap as he's holding a guy off behind him with the elbow, and he did oh. that probably about a dozen times. It was, it was so fun to watch. Um, and he got uh, how kind of sometimes back his way into a check. Yeah, <laughs> uh, got to see that a few times uh, down on our end. A really good game. Um, Panthers scored first. Jackets put two up in the second, and. Uh, just kind of held on the third, uh, despite a pretty good, uh, pretty good peppering of Bob Roski for the Panthers uh, towards the end of the third. Uh, really, really fun game. Got to go with a friend of ours, Cagney. Um, it's had a blast. Went down, drove back, or yeah, went down, drove back the same day. Uh, so it was good to see. Good to see such a good team. That actually, the Jackets now has scored more points on the season. Uh, than any other team I've ever seen. The previous record, yeah. yeah, the previous record for a team that I had seen at the end of their season was something like ninety-three points. Are you positive? Yes, because you've seen the Devils, and I'm fairly sure that they've scored over a hundred before. No, they didn't score a hundred. Oh, that during year. the okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah, that by that. By, by that particular team. It's the first time I've seen a 100-point team, so that's kind of cool. Uh, you know, we've been going to Blue Jackets games for years. Um, Never get to see a 100-point team there. It's largely the same team for the four or five years we've been going. Yeah, there are new players, uh, um, and some of the some of the old players have, have moved on. But it's, it's still Boone Jenner. It's still Nick Foligno. It's still... Um, uh, Brandon Dubinsky, still Bobrovsky. Like, they are getting some new guys in, but it's largely the same team that we started going to see four, you know, four or five years ago. Yeah. Which is nice to see because we've, got, we've gotten to watch them grow into this what now appears to be powerhouse team. Uh, some would call it a monster. Yes. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> uh, and a good thing is I like their fans. They're, I don't dislike their fans. They've always been very good to me when I've gone down there in my Stars gear. So They they were good to you when we were down there in Devil stuff, too. Well, you were in Devil stuff. I just wore a, a Devil's red shirt uh, to the game. Most people call that a red shirt. Yeah, but it's different from their red, because so, they have red in there. Yeah, but I don't think people are going to be like, ooh, what shade of red is that? Yeah. Should I make fun of him? They wore their uh they wore their cannon throwbacks. It was the first time. It was the first it was the first time I got to see them on the ice. So that's kind of neat. Uh, that style of throwback is everywhere and boring. Yeah. But it's it's always neat to see a team you've seen play in, you know, play in something else. So I've seen I've seen the the home blue jersey seven times yeah so it was nice to see them in something else next year are you going to take me to oh no there won't be a retro night next year what every year around saint patty's day the devils would wear their red and green oh yeah but they can't do that next year because there's no third jerseys next year oh that's right now i am disappointed damn you is it nike who took over I don't know. Damn you, NHL and your uniform partners. 
Um, yeah, no third jerseys next year for the NHL, which is kind of a disappointment. Frowny face. Yeah. Uh, doesn't matter for me. Stars don't have one. Sure they do. They have that hideous thing that they don't ever use anymore because it's hideous. Well, because they don't use that color scheme anymore, and it's the Taurus. Any of yeah. their jerseys from the last all of their existence. That's not true. First of all, the Minnesota North Stars green jerseys were phenomenal. Second of all, yeah, I like the star jersey. It's not good. It's good. It's fine. It looks I like, like it looks like an all star game reject that they recolored. I like the I like the away home ones at that point, the white ones. I like the white ones better than the green ones. Um, but I, I liked the star version. Um, the most recent version before they switched where it just said Dallas across the front, I was not a fan of, but those white ones, Dallas community college, right. but those, the white ones from that era, those were good white, jer- white jerseys with the stars across the front. It was just the same as everyone else trots out there with. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm not as down on most of their jerseys as you guys are, but I will admit that those Taurus ones were the worst jerseys the NF the NHL has ever seen. Atlanta Thrashers. No, I think the Taurus ones were worse. I I mm. honestly believe that the Taurus ones were worse. I can't agree with you. <laughs> because the Atlanta Thrashers were a team. Yeah. Oh man. Poor Atlanta cannot keep a hockey franchise. Yeah, well, I mean, it happens. Oh, all right. Well, we've uh, we've reached the end of the show. We have. Um, we didn't really have a last segment planned because uh, it isn't our typical Monday show. Um, so instead, Tom is going to yodel. No, he's not. <laughs> Tom has a bit of a cold. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Tom will yodel on the next show. The next non-Monday uh, regular show. That's it. All we got to do is come up with a reason not to have a show on Monday, and Tom's going to yodel for us. I'll have another ailment by then. <laughs> uh, Either that or I will y- learn how to yodel by then. Right. Um, so I want to get back to what we were talking about at the, at the top of the show. Um Doing our roundtable. Uh, if any of you out there are in the Toledo area and would like to participate in the roundtable with us, let us know on Facebook. Or if any of you have any ideas for things we could talk about, go ahead, Eric. Since Tom won't do it. a little girl on what star search basically yeah. <laughs> the the new version of star search uh that that sucks a lot yeah i miss star search star search was fun and entertaining these new shows that that took that model and bastardized it into well, this because big they, m- machine they of, turned it mean yeah it's mean it's not about people showcasing their talents anymore it's about what terrible thing can this British guy say to to this performer? <coughs> oh. Yep. 
Uh, but anyway, so if you guys have any, have any topics that you would like us to discuss on the roundtable, this is going to be a long show. We're going to get very in-depth on some of the stuff, and we may even start arguing. I know a lot of times we agree on this show, and it, it might be boring for you guys. So if you want a little bit of conflict, maybe somebody throws a chair. Uh, you know, Maybe Tom lights somebody's beard on fire. How many beards are going to be at this show? At least two. At least two? Yeah. All right. Uh, no, at least three. I mean, Eric's got a beard. He'll have to be there. What now? So Tom is likely going to light your beard on fire. That would be disappointing. Yeah. Uh, but no, so a little bit more disagreement. I do know for a fact that we have people on every side of, of, of these debates. So uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. If you guys have something you want us to talk about, uh, let us know over on Facebook or on Twitter. And we'll we'll discuss it and try to do some research and put it in the show. So we'll have and it. if any of you has a round table, please, please let me know. Because round tables that are large enough to seat six or seven people comfortably are few and far between. That's true. Comfortably with all of all of the equipment. We you know with our microphones near us and with uh with computers and everything like that. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's difficult. I'm glad I, mean, I put Tom in charge of it. I mean, really, the only place I found him is at, like, uh, like Ralphie's. And I'm sure they're not just going to let me walk in there and walk out with one of their tables. They've got... Okay, so just go to the Olive Garden. Yeah. All right, break in. Okay. After, after everyone leaves. All right. And they've got gigantic round tables. The issue with theirs, they can only get five people around it. But those Olive Garden chairs are so damn big. Yeah, and why do they have wheels? Yeah, but the table, I mean, we get seven of us around that thing. Just go steal one of those. All right. Easier, just have all seven people break into the Olive Garden when I just do while it they're there. closed and do the show yeah. there. That way you don't actually have to move the table. That's true. And that's and then that's only one, uh, one law broken. That's right. Two, breaking and entering. Well. <laughs> they usually combine them. Yeah. Uh, but so we got that to look forward to. As soon as we have a date, we'll put it on the social media, and the next show we will mention when it's going to be. And uh, make sure to look forward to the uh, next after dark too. Like we said, probably at the end of the NCAA tourney, I think we can pull that off. Either that or the draft. Yeah. So uh, coming up soon in April. In April, we will have an after dark show. We can guarantee it. Uh, I think we're at the end. Uh, we got to work today. I got things I got to do. Yep. And uh, we've run out of things to talk about. So uh, thank you guys for listening, as always. And thank you to Sean's Irish Tavern, uh, all three locations. We got our flyers up in there. So a big shout out to uh, Mike for getting those up. Hot diggity. I got to go drop some off at the other location. Uh, Can you thank you to them. some of their fried pickles. And if, uh, if you guys are in the Toledo area, stop in there, grab a beer, watch a game. Order some of their delicious food. I love the burgers. Fried pickles. Yep. Uh, And, uh, again, thank you guys for listening. We will talk more sports at you next week.